Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are the greatest dykes in the world! Mackenzie Goodwin, Rachel Scanlon, Worldwide Dykes for Life! Hey! Two dykes, two dykes, two dykes, one mic, one mic, one mic! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another whirlwind episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. And this one, we're soaking wet. Mackenzie and I are sitting in a bathtub for three. <laughs> it is for a, my tits. It's a big bathtub, and we are looking at each other deeply in the eyes. We, I mean, every episode we're close, but I figured, why don't we do something where we are a little closer? Mm-hmm. They can feel it. They can sense it. The intimacy between yeah. us, betwixt. Now, if I accidentally feel. A a toe or anything Mm -hmm. up in my hoo-ha. You think my toes are just going to accidentally slide in your hoo-ha? No, I don't think it's going to be an accident. I think it's going to be absolutely on purpose. You got that right. If it is, I'm out. I want you to know no wandering toes in this tub today. Well, sometimes my toes wander if they're cold and I sense where the heat's at, then they're (laughs) just going to go where the heat's at. Then I'll turn the bathtub on hotter and we'll get some hot water to revamp this tub up. All right, fine. I'm Rachel Scanlon. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. This is Two Dykes and a Mic. We're both lesbians. We do segments. We're in love. If you just found us from TikTok, I want you to know that Mackenzie has a gun to my head every time we record. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> and every time I do bad, she whips me. But I kind of <laughs> like the whipping, so it all evens out. It's more of like a carrot than a stick situation. I missed you so much. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be in a tub this episode. Ah, yes. Splish, splash. We're taking a bath. We're taking a bath, bitch. Here's a real question, yeah. a real tub question for you. Yeah. Have you bathed with your partner before? And not shower. I'm not saying, no, I know. oh, I've done I'm showers. Like, and Bath- not a hot tub. No, I, I mean I bath. Know. Well, I, this is a little anecdote for you. Yeah. A little fun fact. FF. I went in my first hot tub this year at the age of 29. What? Why? I don't like water. Excuse I, me? I had two near drowning experiences when I was a child. If we're getting into childhood trauma, which we are, bitch, you know, I I'm always uh, down to child trauma. I, I have a Chai lot of, trom. I have a lot of childhood trauma, uh, mostly involving pee water of some sort. Liquids, liquids. are always kind of doing you dirty. A lot of liquids. So, so you almost drowned as a kid twice. I was almost drowned. What ages? Uh, I don't know, but it was young, young because one, it w- one of them was a friend of mine. They were, like family friends, mm-hmm. the two brothers wrapped me up in a um, comforter and threw me in the pool and then held me down in the comforter in the pool. So you were assaulted. Yes, as a young That's child. That's an attempted murder. It was very scary. So I don't like water. I don't go in the pool. I don't go to the beach. I don't go in hot tubs. I've never seen you swim. Yeah, I don't, I don't swim. I don't like it. I don't like the water. This it is fascinating. It makes me like very uncomfortable. And that being said, I went in my first hot tub this year. It was groundbreaking Who's for hot me. Tub? It was my one of my best friends turned, uh, who knows, 30, 31. We went to a cabin. Mm-hmm. We got in the hot tub. And how was it for you? 
honestly, I was scared. I was scared at first. <laughs> I was. You have so many fears. I do have a lot of fears. Water being one of the big ones. Mm, that's so sweet. So that was new this year for me. Mm-hmm. But I do think I have been in a bath with my girlfriend. Well, I think you would remember. I, I know that I've tried. I don't know if she said yes or not. Well, have you taken a bath? I've taken a bath. I remember so you, sp- can ba- you can take baths. Yes, because I know how to get out. But I know hot that I like it's too big. I'm in control of a bath. Okay. Okay. You're I'm, the master. In, I'm in full control. You're of the, the bath. captain of yes. that bath. Yes. But hot tubs, you're like, I don't know. I'm not hot the captain tubs, anymore. Yeah. I don't know where we're at. Hot tubs a little big. There's other people involved. They, if they have a comforter around. <laughs> How many baths do you think you have taken in this year? Two. Okay. And in any of those two, as Erica jumped in with, you? I don't remember. I have a feeling that I haven't. Maybe this is because you guys are thinner that I'm like, I w- maybe, tubbing together is just more like logistically easier yeah i'm a thicker milkshake (laughs) and to bathe is spatially challenging it's spatially challenging for anyone very intimate you have to have you have to have a big tub you gotta make they would have to be sitting on you yeah or betwixt your legs are all over legs are everywhere yeah but today we are in a big tub Yes. But today we got a tub big enough because Rachel and I are actually shooting. We're recording at an Airbnb in the hills. Mm -hmm. And this tub is gargantuan. Mm -hmm. It's big enough to make you comfortable and me comfortable. Yeah. And fit our audio equipment right on the side. And it's not wet. Well, not yet. Damn. Not yet, bitch. Bitch. We haven't gotten to gay news yet. Think about you a lot. I I love that you're still on Snapchat. I thought that I was only on Snapchat with my friends from the Midwest. I am only on Snapchat to snap you and my girlfriend, and sometimes I get them mixed up. They're like they're that. all. I was ma- wondering why it was all of your boobs. <laughs> it's all of my. Ma- I'm wondering why. <laughs> and you have so many boobs. I have so many. Usually it's- they come in pairs of two. Not on you, Ken's. <laughs> That's very cool. You want to listen to this, Ken's? Of course. I was driving home, as you know, back to Los Angeles to get back to my life, get back to my home. Yes. I'm in the carpool lane. Okay. L.A. has 800 lanes wide. Out of nowhere, my tire blows right out. You blew a tire. And I don't mean like it, oh, it's like Did you slowly. hit something? No. Wow. I, it blew out. And instinctually, did you let up on the gas or did you slam on the brakes? I let up. <gasps> wow. My instincts did that. No one told me to do that. My instincts would be to, scr- first off, scream Slam on the brakes and then purposely hit other cars. Oh, God. To slow my car bad. down. Very yeah. bad. Bad. Honestly, very, very bad. My instincts took over. I don't know what happened, but I let it slowly come to a stop and I pulled over. Yeah. Over five lanes. Oh, my God. And I was like. You're a good driver. I don't know how. My partner and I, Nazara, my girlfriend, my lover, my. FW. Future wife. FW. My GF. My yeah. GFW. Mm-hmm. My. BMW. BMW. We took turns like freaking out. I don't know if you've been in like a situation, like a crisis situation with your girlfriend where you have to see I, in a real crisis. Yeah. Who's stepping up. Yeah. Who's taking care of who. We had a bug once in the room. That's not a real crisis. It was a crisis for us. You can't tell me oh. what is and is not a crisis That's in my fair. life. That's true. We were both butt naked. There was a big bug. How big? Huge. Show me. That is not big. One of us had to step up. And who stepped up? Guess. Erica. Yeah, it was her. Yeah. I said, Pape, get the bug. And I hid under the covers oh and my God. screamed. I'm the bug killer at my house. Yeah. 
And I don't want to be. Yeah, no one It just wants happened to be. because I'm the one who wears bombers and snapbacks. Yeah. But I didn't no. I can't vouch for when this when summer hits mm-hmm. in LA. We're fucked. And I'm on the first floor. I see some shit that I'm not prepared for. Yeah. That I have to just handle. So how did you handle this situation? Do you think we you handled actually it well? We took turns screaming freaking out okay so i was while it was happening i was like i got this babe i'm coming to a snow stop it's not a big deal when we pulled over then i was like oh my god the car's ruined we're never gonna get out of here everyone's (laughs) gonna murder me i'm gonna get hit by a car and then she was like babe it's fine yeah so we like took turns so you're good in the heat of the moment yeah and then when things calm down that's when you lose your shit i think i'm fine like well same with earthquakes Mm -hmm. right so when an earthquake is hitting yeah i immediately like I can like put my hand over my girlfriend. It usually happens when we're sleeping. So yeah. I will like put my seatbelt arm around her. Yeah. Hashtag blindside. Hashtag Sandra Bullock. Yes. Yeah. There we go. I put my like seatbelt arm around her and I'm like, babe, it's going to be fine. And there's probably going to be an aftershock. So don't even worry. Yeah. But then after that is when my, that's where I lose it. Cause yeah. I'm like fine. Well, there's crises to be like, and then the anxiety home. gets you. And then I don't logistics. What to do next? Who do we call? Where's my shit? Then I'm like, I'm fucking. What are your thoughts about getting a two-way radio system between your house and my house? I, and I want you to hear this. Yeah. Have never liked an idea more than that. I think for, in the case of the big one. Yeah. We need our households to be able to communicate. Well, you, we have to get together, get to our go bag and get out. Yes. All right. I'm going to buy us a two-way radio system. Great. Also, we still need to podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> so we still need to get- okay, but I'm like butching out when we're like on the side of the road. I'm yeah. like, I pulled over. I'm like, I was driving. Thank God I was driving, babe, because I handled it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I'm so glad it wasn't you and it was me, babe, because I got I got to handle this on the side of the road and we're safe now. Yeah. And then I quickly realized that my soft butch ass does not know how to change tire. Okay. I don't either. So my instincts are kicked in again. To call AAA. Don't have AAA. Ray. I know. It does not match the Rachel safety vibe. But it I don't. Huh, AAA. So I took out, I'm going to say a cross between an like a socket wrench and a crowbar. Okay. A tool. A long like tool. Like th- this, the L-shaped. Yeah, that's the tire iron. Yes. Oh my God. I was going to say like something that people murder with. <laughs> it's a tire iron. A t- okay. So I grabbed the tire iron from okay. her, the backseat of her Prius. Okay. Or trunk of her Prius. And this, I was like, I'm going to handle this because I don't know how to change a tire. But I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I grab the tire iron. I take the hair binder out of my hair, shake my locks out in the wind. I pop my hip out and I start like femme, femme, like flamboyantly waving (laughs) super slowly, like a checkered girl at like the NASCAR (laughs) to like try to use my like womanly body. For my advantage, for once, because I've been burdened with this, like, these hips, these huge tits. I have, like, the most feminine silhouette, and I hate it. You know I, like, want a very, like, flat, boxy, swimmer male body. And I have these curves for fucking days. My body refuses to quit. So I was like, I'm going to use this one chance in my life to use my gorgeous womanly ways to get some help on the side of the road. And good for you. out there, like, femming out, like, as if I'm, like... Is second round two, like <laughs> yeah. at a wrestling match or boxing or whatever. Yeah. 
And Nazara is just like, babe, what the fuck? Is she fuck? Like mortified? Yeah, because she's on the phone with her insurance company to get us actual help. And yeah. I'm just out here like halfway between humiliating myself and like soliciting sex. Like, like Jessica Rabbit. Just yes, like, like I'm like boys. pulling down my crew neck. <laughs> like, mm, and I just like am waving around a tool that I don't know the name of. And just like fully becoming someone else. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Ken's. It did not work. three cars went by and I got one. Wait, really? Not even three. I, I mean, love that. Quick. A woman's body, I'll tell you what, can get shit done. And now I know how to change a tire. Nice. I love that so much for you. Thank you. I just had to show him a little TNA. Tit and ass. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some good, 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 good gay news. News. You've seen Love Island. We've all seen. Love Island. I love Love Island. Which uh, season? I've seen them all. Love Island star Megan Barton Hansen said that she would definitely return to the villa if there was a whole gay series of the show. And I am fucking here for it. So she's an open bisexual. She came in fourth place uh, in Love Island, which aired in 2018. Season four. Yeah. She's in the US one. And she was very, very open about her sexuality and her struggles and fans loved her. She was mm. one of the fan favorites. Maybe not your favorite, but people really liked her. In the U.S. Yeah. And she revealed in 2020 that she received really, really awful homophobic comments from her brother's girlfriend, and which one of them was being called a big fat lesbian when she began dating women. Do you know how many people call me a big fat lesbian? Just me. Just you. <laughs> and, but also ad nauseum. <laughs> um, which, I mean, this fucking sucks. It, it off, Obviously, it's shitty to be hate crimed, especially... By somebody you know personally. Yeah. I'd rather be hate crime by a stranger yeah, any and day. Yeah, i both. I don't like either. Yeah. Um, but she said that she would love to have uh, another shot on the island and that it would be completely different experience if she had been there and openly gay people had also been on the show. <sighs> which That's obviously... I mean, every time we watch Love Island, we're like, this is a really, really good program. Yeah. The one thing it's missing is like letting these people be queer. And be themselves. A lot of people on... Get, like dating reality shows are pigeonholing themselves into their straight side, but they're like queer people yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Let them be queer. And that's what she, so she goes, it didn't even enter my head. I just assumed that every girl on there was completely straight, which we know is, is not, not true yeah. because there's been a couple others, especially Bachelor. in the UK. Remember the one girl was like openly Sophie. by Sophie. Right? And then, Wasn't yeah, Sophie? Yeah. And yeah. then they, she was hooking up with a girl for a second. Yep. And she goes, if you're going to do it, do it properly. I'd definitely go back on if there was a gay season. Yeah. Um, I think that's fucking awesome. And she said that she's very passionate passionate about increasing bisexual representation on TV shows. I think and I this love is, that. I mean, this is the dream. And we talked about it when we were reviewing um, Are You the One? Come On, Come All, where they had an entirely queer season. Of yes. A, a show that is... As far as, like, television, like, fairly established, but as far as, like, legacy reality series, still relatively new. Yeah, But to have a huge one, like Love Island or Bachelor or Survivor. Yes. These seasons that are in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. Like, having those shows, like... I mean, we just got a gay Bachelor. Yeah. So, I mean, he finally came out, Colton. Oh, yeah. You know, he kind of is a gay villain, too, in a couple ways. Because he did some really shitty stuff to his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. But... We're seeing that these people can be on TV. People, people fall in love with yeah. them. Why not just have a gay season? I know there is the same thing with like, you know, people 
or like straight Hollywood execs, these like older generations are like, well, people aren't going to get it. Or they're like, how do we even do that? Like well, they're going to live together. And it's like, no, people, you just have to figure out logistically how to do it. it. Yeah. Everyone would watch no that. No one's going to be like, well, where do they put their whole, like people get it. You don't need to over explain queerness. If you had the bachelorette and it was all lesbians, you're telling me middle America doesn't want that? Yeah, no, everyone... Oh, they want it. Even people, like, like ruffling... Like, like listen, this isn't why you want to do it, and this is a bad thing that happens, but I'm like, you're going to get people hate watching it yeah. and love watching I mean, it's going to be knowing no bounds. I mean, we need another one of those shows. I know. I would watch the had, fuck out of it. We had the most amount of fun watching... Are you the one? Yeah. It was like great. So fun. And I think like instead of even on like competition reality series where we have like a gay person or whatever, like the going full queer into it is like really, really fun. And like so awesome. And I think also having RuPaul's Drag Race doing so well and in mainstream audiences. Yeah. I just wish that it was a dating show or something. Yeah. I mean, we all want it. And Love Island in particular, when you have a show that is truly just, there's no competition. Yeah. It's just in and out people like trying to hook up is the most like, we gotta figure out how to do it. It is weird to only have it be straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel realistic. Have you been out in the world? It's not realistic. I saw a new study. One in six of Gen Zers are queer. One in six. I would assume it's actually le- or more. more. I would assume it's more. One in six is huge. That's somebody's Well, nightmare. they look like it's one in three. That has been gay news. I can't wait to watch more gay reality. What's with women comedians who are like one step more successful than us wanting to have sex with us? I don't know. It's actually happened a lot. A lot of them have. Yes, a lot of them have. I think we have something where we are like not a threat to them, but are very like hot and like successful in our own right and maybe yeah. in their minds our own lane yeah that they're like i could dip in there yeah <laughs> and, they and, it tried. Wouldn't d- and they do <laughs> they and they try to dip. i'm sick of trying to get dipped <laughs> all right what do you have for me i've got an ask a dyke for my dyke friends uh, here we go hello hey i absolutely love your podcast i listen to it constantly at work and i'm always trying so hard to not laugh out loud in case somebody asks me what i'm listening to a bit of background for a long time i identified as bisexual but was young, dumb, and full of cum, so not particularly looking for anything long term. Excuse me, what? One of my favorite phrases of all time, (laughs) and also if you want to make it PG, young, dumb, and full of gum. That's better. But we all know. (laughs) No. But we all know. I hate it. This is great. Then, whilst traveling around Europe, I'm from the UK, I ended up having an orgy. Haha, ha, five women and five men. And it was all fun and games until we all ended up getting herpes. Uh, since then, I obviously decided to take a break from sleeping around and started thinking for the first time ever about what I was looking for in a relationship. After a long reflection, I realized I don't see myself ending up with a man. And I don't know what this means for identity for now, but I'm just saying queer. I started talking to girls on the apps and have managed to find myself a beautiful girlfriend. However, the process of telling her about the herpes absolutely terrifies me. And I got so stressed out beforehand. I found there isn't much advice out there. 
on how or when to do this. And there's even less information about the chances of spreading it between two women. Mm. So my question is, what do you think the best way is to approach this kind of conversation? And when should it happen? P.S. I'd love for you guys to watch Tales of the City. Also, She-Ra. Okay. 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 We watched She-Ra. Did we not? Didn't we? Who knows? Okay. So uh, this is fascinating. So first of all, people do not talk about STIs or STDs between two women. I think a lot of times two women together gets brushed off as this other sex category that isn't as valid as straight sex or gay guy sex. Where they're like, well, they're probably just kissing. Yeah. So when it comes to sexual health and like having the topic of these uncomfortable conversations is something that I think queer people in general get left out of sex ed because we're like, we're not having straight sex. So why would I listen? Yeah. And then also just invalidated in the sexual experiences that we are having. Yeah. So I think it's really important to talk about sexual health when any new partner you're having. And I get tested. I think I like... Every new partner I had, I would go get tested. I always got tested after. Does that make sense? After the first time you'd sleep with somebody new? No, no, no. After a breakup, then I would get tested to go to the next. If I so, Mm. I was already prepared for that next person. That's really smart. I would have like monthly or sorry weekly, weekly yearly pap smears. Yeah, and then get uh, tested. Yeah, I would be getting tested very regularly you as should. well. Even if you're with a long-time partner, you should still be getting tested. Well, yeah, and, like, a happy pappy makes the world go round. And sexual health is just something that, like, is one of those conversations that I think we don't have practice doing when we're young because yeah. we're, like, I think when we first start having sex, we're, like, we're young, we're clean, like, no one has anything. We're invincible. Right, and we're very dumb and stupid. But, like, as you get older, mm-hmm. these conversations people don't think about them because they don't have practice doing it when they're younger. So that then when they get to the age where it's like, Hey, maybe like somebody does have herpes or maybe somebody is more, uh, just has like different type of situations that they want to discuss. HPV. Hi, we've heard my story where I just was given loose pills. I was just going to bring it up. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Would you, I'd love to, did I talk about it on here? I think you talked about it on Patreon. It might be my favorite episode we've (laughs) ever done. I had a, Let's just tease it. Let's yeah, fuck. If you guys want to hear that story uh, <laughs> about Rachel being given loose pills out of a girl's backpack for, In, for an, STD. an STD, please listen to the Patreon episode. It is one of the funniest stories you've ever said. Yes. Um, also, something that I have not shared yeah. ever. Some I my One of my first ever relationships I ever had, mm-hmm. uh, she, after we had been dating for a while... Stop. Disclosed to me that she had an STI as well. What? And uh, it was something that, like, I could tell she was super, super nervous and, like, anxious to tell me about. But you had already been sleeping with her. Yeah. And oh, that's ir- irrevocable. Like, you can't take I think that, that back. When it comes to. Was it something that is always present? Mm hmm. If you're putting somebody's life in danger in that way or their health in danger, you can't do that. I know, but I would, uh, and I'll play, I'll argue with you here. Okay. I think there are certain lifelong diseases or infections that, a virus that somebody has that isn't necessarily putting your partners at risk. And I think that... Okay. If you're you're having sex with them and not putting them at risk, Mm -hmm. like, 
you're doing stuff to them that is not involving bodily fluids and vice versa. Yeah, or protected sex or or also like if you're not having a flare-up and there's no chance that you could spread it. I don't think that that's accurate with some of those. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have a flare-up, you can still spread it. Yikes. Yeah. I guess you should have told me. Yeah, I think no matter what, before having sex, you have to disclose if you have an STI. And this is just something that comes with being a sexual person with a new partner yeah is that you are you know you're responsible for having these conversations yes and when i when my one of my first girlfriends disclosed to me that she had something and i felt very safe and it Mm -hmm. was not something i felt very like comfortable i've always been really comfortable discussing sex yeah and i've also been very fascinated by sex my entire Mm -hmm. life so for me knowing that the sex that we were having was safe knowing that she was in the clear and that there was nothing that was making me feel at risk yeah and that what she was sharing with me was something that wasn't in regards to you know i my safety and it was more about she's disclosing this something that is something i need to be uh, like more of a trust issue and less of a health issue okay I felt very like I wanted to be able to make a safe place for partners to have that conversation yeah. with me. And I think that that's a, an attitude that like if we break down these walls, mm-hmm. especially in the queer women community, we're like, we're like, oh, we're all in the clear. We don't sleep with men or whatever, which yeah. is like also problematic in its own right. Yeah. Um, but if we kind of like let ourselves as a community have these conversations yeah. and also destigmatizing have to. Ha- having the conversations or having anything like having herpes or even like whatever, like what's the other one that I feel like everyone has HPV. Yeah. HPV, whatever. Yeah. Any of these types of things, if we're kind of like more open, then mm-hmm. we're going to be able to be more safe because the more open we are about it, there's less risk of spreading. Yes. We need to have, Absolutely. Awareness. And you just have to tell people. So my question to you is, when do you think the best time is to tell somebody? Right when you are about to hook up or before? Hmm. Like, do you think in the heat of the moment you tell them or before you even get there? I think it's like, it's it, if you're approaching somebody mm-hmm. for sex, yeah, it should be during that conversation. Yeah. If you're dating somebody... And it's not necessarily just for sex. I would wait until you're getting closer to having sex. Right. And then I would have it be, yeah, while you're kind of discussing, I don't know. I talk about sex all the time. So for me, these conversations, like I open it up for people Mm -hmm. by saying the last time that I got tested yeah, and like my status and like, so like you're saying like you guys are making out, you're about to head to the bedroom. No, like dates. I do it like during dinners, during drinks. Like I'll do it before we're in a position where we're having intimacy really. Wow. Because I think it's easier to bring that up, to bring it up when you're in a more clear mind and not in the heat of the moment. Okay. And I think that I also like, I try super fun. I'm like, I can have a lot of compassion for people not having practice, having these types of conversation. Right. You are very good at having the conversation. And I'm somebody who I wait until usually before, like right before real, like, wow, you're like in the bedroom on the way yeah, to fuck in the bedroom. It be just because like when I'm on a date, that's not on the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. I completely black out the fact that I have to have that conversation before. Mm-hmm. And then I do it at the last minute because I'm like, Oh yeah, I have to have this conversation. Right. So it is difficult for me to 
uh, finesse it and make it seem like not a last minute afterthought. Hey, I'm Claire. Are you Claire? You yeah. know, like that type of stuff. I also think it's like, for me, I used to get, I used to be insecure because it would make me feel vulnerable in the sense that I didn't want somebody to think that I didn't want them to sleep with other people. Yeah. Where I would, because my ego was like, I'm fucking everyone. So they yeah. can fuck everyone too. But there is a very easy way to like open this conversation up mm-hmm. by like saying, I know for a fact, like this is when I was tested and I haven't slept with anyone since. Yeah. That's not to say I'm here to micromanage who you're sleeping with, but I'd love to just like make sure know that where you're... you're at. And so you can know where I'm at. Yeah. And like those conversations it shows responsibility. It shows responsibility. It's very sexy. And also like it gets you talking about sex. And yeah. that is something that is very sexy. Sex talk is always sexy. And even also, if it's about like, STDs. I know that this is also what a fun story that there is an orgy, five women, five. I mean, that's a 10. That's really fun. We're having an orgy in Europe. That's a great time. But also when it comes to like, they're all, STIs have such varying degrees of treatability and like stigma that like we all of like, especially like there's, there's herpes simplex virus one and two and both of them are so harmless that it is something that it's like, even like this, you know, sending this conversation out so that we talk about it, I think is something that can be super helpful for like, a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. especially in the queer community. Yeah. When it comes to qu- two women, we're expected to just like not have to deal with any issues. Yeah. And like when it comes to herpes, it's like, listen, this is something that 50% of the population have men, women, queer, straight, everything in between and outside of. Yeah. So like being able to like use the language and be like, hey, listen, this is something that uh, affects me super slightly and is really just a matter of, uh, What's the word? It's uh, uh, just aesthetics. And it's like, no one's going to fucking die here, but I want you to know where I'm at. And you have to. Like, not only legally, but morally you have to tell them. Yeah, and like, these are just things that I'm like, these things are not big deals and usually can be super handled super easily. So the less we make these big monsters and the more we can just talk about them is always going to be the better. Mm -hmm. And, um... I've also gotten a ton of DMs when we were, t- remember you gave me like a dental dam for Christmas or yeah, whatever? Of course. Of course. And we I blew it up into a balloon. Uh, it was the most fun. It was so fun. Uh, there are ways for like queer cis women to have safe sex with each other. Absolutely. So it's also not to say, hey, I feel like I'm one of the only queer women who ha- has an STI yeah. or d- ha- has these experiences or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, ugh, no one's going to want to sleep with me. Not That's true just not all. the case at no. all. I think it's all just like, oh my God, put a dental dam on her and go to town. Go to town. Because those things are dope. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun and they're full of lube. And yeah. who doesn't love that? I love it. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you were grownups and we have to, if you're having sex, you have to be very open about what's going on with you. And then exactly. These are not big deals. It's really not. The moral of the story is it's really not a big deal. Just find out the way that you want to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Do it in an appropriate time for you Mm -hmm. and just make sure you have the conversation. Yeah. I think you're going to be fine. And I think you so much for bringing this question up because I think that a lot of queer people don't talk about this. They don't. No, I definitely never talk about this at all. Yeah. Uh, except for when you told me your story, and honestly, I've all, I've wanted to talk about it more ever since. About the loose, that your loose pill story is insane. I shouldn't I, have taken those pills. You were drunk a lot that year. Yeah, 
You were really drunk that year. I was really drunk that year. <laughs> I really was. That was fun. But I do think the way that you uh, said to bring it up about, you know, this is when I was last tested. is such a good... It's, it's such, such a, a good, good in, and also it's you disclosing your own information, First. which really lets other people know, yeah. like, okay, I know where they're at, and now here's where I'm at. Yeah, in a in a way that is so much more like we love to well, eye statements. It's disarming. Yeah. to be like, okay, she's gonna take care of the conversation for me because mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're having anxiety about bringing it up too. Totally, and like, thank mm-hmm. you for asking this question, and I think you're great, and you have nothing to worry about. All right. We have a queer of the week, Mackenzie. Are you ready? Yeah. Hello, Mackenzie and Rachel. I'd like to nominate my girlfriend, Trish, for queer of the week. Her Trish. What up, Trish? Trish, 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 Trish. Her birthday is May 2nd. So is Sammy Warner. She's turning 30. Happy birthday. Excuse me. She's turning 28. Hot. See the sexy pics below. She's obsessed with two dykes and a mic and after dark. And this would totally shock her to hear her name on your show. Trish works in TV and film in NYC. Hi, Trish. Hey, Trish. We have a show we'd like to pitch to you. It's <laughs> called Gay Pumpkin Part 3. <laughs> she commutes close to three hours to and from work every day, and her saving grace has been listening to your podcast in the car to get her through their long drives. Damn. Trish is such a hard worker, and she does so much for her family and for me. She recently surprised me with an amazing 30th birthday weekend, planning everything, every, every event from massages to wine tasting, even though her birthday is before mine. That's right. We got two Taurus gays right here. She helps me take care of her family, and she gives uh, up her weekends to come visit me. And did I mention she's a great musician? When she's not busy busting her ass at work, she's kicking ass on stage with her guitar. Trish is smart, kind, and passionate. Puts her heart into everything that she does. Thank you, Mackenzie and Rachel, for blessing us with your unmatched comedy and advice during these tough times trish thanks for being the queer of all my weeks i love you girl from meg okay trish happy queer of the week to you happy queer of the week hot new nickname trish kebab i like it honestly i like it were you gonna did you think i was gonna say no yeah yeah no i like it. i thought you were gonna like it and it surprises me also she's very hot let's see Oh, my Lord. Daddy likey. <laughs> oh, happy Queer the Week, Trish. Also cute. I love everything. And happy birthday. Oh, wait. No, there. Yeah. Hot. Guinness, sign me up. This week for the movie, we did Shiva Baby. We got so many DMs. Everyone be like, Shiva Baby. Shiva Baby. Shiva Baby. Shiva Baby. Do Shiva Baby. Have you watched Shiva Baby? And I'm like, no. So we watched it. It is on Amazon Prime. It's available to buy and rent. We bought it for $7 each. We didn't watch it together. We should have. We should have. Fuck, we're so stupid and hot. I know, and it sucks. It's That is the cross we have to bear, is being so hot. But so stupid. Love it. Okay. Sh- is it Shiva? It's baby Sh- Shiva baby. Is it? Now I don't know if I trust you. Please. Shiva baby rolls off the tongue. Not yeah. after all these years. So the movie came out in 2020. It's a comedy. It clocks in at an hour, 18 minutes. Which is my sweet spot. It's a perfect, it's the perfect <gasps> length. Shiva baby. Yeah, it's funny because that's a Christmas song and this movie is very Jewish. And about a funeral. So here's the synopsis. While at a Jewish funeral service with her parents, a college student has an awkward encounter with her sugar daddy and her ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it is starring Rachel Sennett, mm-hmm. Molly Gordon, mm-hmm. Diana Agron, 
Danny DeFari, uh, Polly Draper. Listen, whole cast. Let me say this. There's a whole cast. The cast, amazing. The cast is phenomenal. Couldn't have been better. And if I may say, please, my most favorite by a landslide, yeah. the mom. The mom is cast so well. So amazing. She's, it was written by Emma Seligman and, and directed as well by yeah. her. And this movie is all takes place at this funeral, Jewish funeral, and all in it's one it's a one location film. Mm-hmm. We start on our a young woman Danielle having sex with a man, and afterwards, when they are done fucking, he pays her and gives her a bracelet and gives her a bracelet, and is like, "I love supporting women in law school, or however men speak." I made him sound like that, but that's my reenactment, and I, you don't get to take that away from me. Yeah. So this is Max, and Max is uh, very clearly an older man, mm-hmm. not older, but like he's a couple years older, older than, than her. her. Yeah. Like maybe he's in his forties or late thirties. Yeah, she's just graduating college, and he like looks like a young dad. Yeah. And so he pays her and she leaves. She has to go meet her mother and her father to go to a Shiva. Mm-hmm. Um, so they walk in and immediately she sees a girl. And we, we notice that there's a little bit of tension with this girl. Uh, the girl is Maya. They look very similar. And on the way in, the yeah. mom says to Danielle, mm-hmm. no funny business with Maya today. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? I, I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, you know what I'm talking about. The so, mom is truly a killer. Yes, yeah, she's so fun. So they clearly have a past, Maya and Danielle. Mm-hmm. But it is also, it, it's established pretty early on that our lead character, Danielle, is bisexual. Yes. And that they have a conversation really quickly where the mom or Danielle was like, oh, what? I'm supposed to be like, you're so amazing because you didn't kick me out on of the house when I came out and she, yeah. the mom was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cause she's very biting and funny and like the mom's hilarious, but so is Danielle. Danielle is like very smart, mm-hmm. very funny. And so she goes into the house and she and Maya are actively, well, she's actively avoiding Maya mm-hmm. and they're very awkward. They start talking and it's like, they hate each other. Yes. They have like they a hate very each other in a way that you can only hate somebody that you love, that you love and that you know, everything about you've known them for years yes the way that you high can, school sweethearts you get you can get under somebody's skin mm-hmm. because you've spent so much hours. time with you them. put in the hours yes <laughs> so they keep going back and forth obviously maya's doing great she is going to law school mm-hmm. uh danielle is kind of a almost a college dropout she keeps changing her major she's like creating her own major she's, she's kind of a loser she's made yeah she is kind of a loser she's like majored in 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 women's studies gender studies <laughs> but, but can't really but marketing doesn't have a, for gender studies yes it like doesn't make any it doesn't sense. Make sense and she doesn't really have a vision and mm-hmm. she seems to be lost i would say that danielle is a lost, young yeah. lost girl who is also saying she's a babysitter but we all know that babysitting means sex sex with work. men for money yes yeah so then she looks over her dad is talking to somebody she realizes her dad is talking to max the man that she, she just just slept with yes the man who just paid her for sex mm-hmm. So she goes over. Max apparently used to work with her father. Woof. It is a very awkward encounter. Max finds out she is not in law school. Mm-hmm. And and that her dad pays all of her bills. And so she does not need to be. She, he finds out that the money that he's paying her 
is not out of necessity. Correct. So that's serving a different purpose other than to keep a roof over her head. And so that's a shocking find out for Max. And even more shocking, her mom pulls her aside and says Max is married. Booyah. Max is married to, by the way, the head cheerleader from Glee. So you know what's funny is Diana Agron is his wife in the movie. And she, I would say, has the gayest vibes of any woman in the movie. Yeah, wait, where did that come? I don't know what. It's her she, voice. Her voice and her attitude. And also I do, this is on a different topic, but she has been, uh, there have been rumors of her actually being gay in real life. I was wondering what that was. She plays Quinn Fabray on Glee. So for all my Gleeks out there, sorry, for all of our listeners. <laughs> don't even was she need to gay dis- in Glee? No. Okay, but she... Came in and her voice and attitude is was so gay. So this gay. whole movie, I was like, "How is she not the gay one? <laughs> not the gay one." And also, she is the uh, she's the only Gentile in the movie. She stands yeah. out as the blonde. They make fun of her for not you know knowing how to say words properly. And it's they call her like, Malibu Barbie. Yeah, she's like the outsider. She is the like blue eyed blonde girl in yeah. this like very Jewish yeah. situation. And so like she gets flack for it. Right, but she so. also talks like. A lesbian. Yes. She has the voice of, of somebody lesbian. who has burned her way through the cheer- the whole cheerleading squad. She talks like she's wearing a strap-on. The, yes. Like actively wearing yes. a strap-on. She talks like she had just finished making a bunch of people come. <laughs> yes. And she has an energy up to her where she's like, no, I know. Like yeah. she looks, she would look at me and be like, ha ha. Should. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. you've done enough, baby. Yes. She has very strong gay energy. And I think that there is a, uh, she also plays like a a boss, like a a boss woman. Yeah, she owns multiple businesses. Has a she's almost like a single mom. She has her shit together, mm-hmm. and except for having a cheating husband, and she knows, and she knows very well. So she shows up, and there is a dance throughout the movie oh. between uh, Danielle, Max, and his wife. Of are we gonna say what everyone already knows? And this is where I'm out for the movie. By the way, this uh-huh. is where I realize in the film that we're not gonna leave this funeral event. Yeah, and that God, she's so fucking hot. Diana Agron. There's like these power femmes that don't take any prisoners. That mm-hmm. just like all. How people... is she not in more movies? I don't know. She's a great actress. She's phenomenal, and I I, I didn't realize because she's not my typical type. And she, like, looks like that. But she's freakishly, like, doing it for me. Yeah. And she, I don't know what the fuck. She did just uh, divorce her husband. Yeah. So this is where I realized in the movie that we're going to be in the same location for the entire movie. Right. And we have a whole situation where we find out that Max's wife knows. She knows, but she's not. She is having this energy of like i know he's cheating but i am sticking with him and this is our unit i think that she my read of it was Mm -hmm. she was trying to get closer to danielle to push her away to be like hey the guy that you're sleeping with he's not just the guy you're sleeping with he's my husband and and this is our baby like when she was so much trying to force the baby on danielle i think that that was a smart woman's move to be like Try to have sex with him now without picturing this child that we created. This yeah. is a family. But I don't agree with that. I mean, obviously, oh, this right. is it no. just a movie. But yeah. I was like, if, as a character, I don't think she would do that. No. I think she would leave. She would leave him. 100%. It was not because very he's real. using her money to pay for this. To pay for the uh, apartment. That, yeah. yeah. So that was really strange. And I also like, the movie got 
it got such a small bubble so quickly and they mm-hmm. they shot it and the soundtrack of it was a horror movie the like yeah. bling yeah bling and it was very stressful and like there's a lot of like spilling vases and Oh, she got spilled on so many times. The hot coffee being spilled on her. So many things broke. She's like like makeup all over her and like she I, looks like hell. It, she looks like hell. She, Let's call a spade a spade, bitch. She <laughs> looks like hell. And I think like I and because we have I think we have like a lot of movies recently where our leads are such pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're our protagonists and we love them. Mm-hmm. But and this was acted beautifully and like a fun, different type of movie. Yeah. And I loved her queerness in the movie. I love that they, we keep getting these cute moments between Diane, uh, Diane, uh, Danielle and Maya. Yeah. I think that their moments are really their cute. Their moments are really good. And they good. finally have that build up where they're like, yeah, I missed you. And yeah. the other one's like, yeah, me too. And then they kiss and I thought it was hot. The kiss was hot. The kiss by was the hot. Way. So they were like outside, Maya's smoking a cigarette yeah. and they're both like in blazers. Like they look like, they look like school lesbians girls. at and schoolgirls at like an event. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, and they're do, but they have this. They because they play it so well, it mm-hmm. infuriated me. Why? Because they have the energy of like, I don't care. Fine, I miss you. So what? Yeah. No. Oh, you miss me. Whatever. And like I that like beating around Loved the bush. It. They had this whole scene or conversation where they were like. Max assumed that they were sisters because they do look very similar. Yeah. And then and Maya <laughs> plays with him and she's like, wouldn't it be crazy? Yeah, we're sisters. We went to prom together. And he's like, isn't that sweet? You went to prom. And she's like, no, I actually fucked her prom night and gave her her first orgasm. You yeah. know how sisters do. Yeah. yeah. And that was a great it. moment. Of it. course. And their kiss outside. Hot. Very hot. And I think that a lot of us, yeah. queer women I'm speaking to, have had this exact experience. With a friend from with high school. With a friend yes. from high school yes. in an event I've, uh, do you know how many times I have like secretly Frenched the girls in the closet with in a church? Yes. This is very true to form. I feel like this writer has been through this. Of course. I mean, you could tell because it feels very like authentic, authentic to that experience. Yeah. And their kiss was like hot, really hot. I, I was know. like, Jesus Christ. Because they were, they're never not being cunty to each other. They're so mean to each other. And then it's very clear that they love each other. Yeah. And, uh, but that's where I was like, I'm too, maybe because I'm too like, have been through that like exact type of situation, but Lutheran instead of Jewish. And I'm like, it's hard to, it's hard to watch people be so biting towards each other, but knowing that they love each other. I, I disagree. I like it. Oh, I couldn't, I I couldn't stand it. And they also like were, it was the whole movie's hard to watch. No, no, I loved it. It was very hard for me to watch. It was too tense for me. I did watch it at 9 a.m. It was tense. I watched it at 10 a.m. And I was, I'm obsessed with this one. I thought this might have been one of my favorites that we've watched in a very long time. Really? Yes. Why? Because it's hilarious. It's very. Why was it funny? I think it was really, really funny. I I think it was funny, sexy, and I enjoyed the entire thing. And I like the ending. I like that in the ending, you get this entire weird family in a van and then you have them in the back seat holding hands. I liked it. I liked the ending kind of, but the whole movie stressed me out. Even them getting into the van. I think it was amazing. The whole situation, which was the whole comedy of the movie was like, you go to a funeral Mm -hmm. and two uh of your people are there. Your ex-girlfriend is there and the guy, your sugar daddy's there. Sugar daddy who also was married also as a kid. It's very like in on the Jewish community that was like, very much fun to like be in that world. And like, obviously they know those characters inside and out. Obviously this is like in that world, but 
I it didn't do it for you. Uh, no, I didn't. I knew what the like ironic funniness of it was. I know where the humor was coming from. This yeah. like uncomfortable awkwardness that we're going to play as a horror film. Mm-hmm. And, but for me, I like wasn't, cause she, it, she wasn't funny enough for me because for me it was too it tragic. Was tense. It was very tense. I agree. I think some of the filming was like when they got tight on her and it was almost like a, like, I, could, I feel like I couldn't breathe. Yes. I agree. I felt like it very was claustrophobic. Yeah. Yes. But I, I think overall it was hilarious. Not like gut-busting laughs. It's not bridesmaids or anything like that. Yeah, of course. But I thought for a queer woman bisexual movie, it was fucking on the nose. I think that this is a great, like, also point of view that we're getting, which we've never seen, which I'm like, yes, show me all of that stuff. And it felt really true. It felt super honest. Yeah. And it felt like, there, and no one, there was humor in there. But I think I felt too... I felt too uncomfortable for like everyone. Anxious the whole time. Yeah, where yeah. I like, I wasn't laughing to release that ever. I was t- the whole time just so Tense. worried that she had coffee on her shirt. Okay, and that like, and I also your OCD felt kicked in. My OCD really kicked in, and I felt a lot of love between the mother and the daughter. Yeah, that's where I was like, oh, I'm feeling so much, and I feel like this this little girl, this mm-hmm. Danielle, who like thinks that she's a grown woman making choices. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she is a scared little girl who is just trying to get her shit together. Yeah. And I'm like, I would love to watch her in five years. <laughs> Come back. Okay. I and see that. Just be like with Maya. Yeah. And like have established herself with like getting her needs met and speaking more and not I think you you're coming at it from like the mother's perspective this is just a movie about a 22 year old oh or whatever God, yeah. you know I'm you just old. have to take it for I'm what it is too old. yeah you are this is just not your kind of movie no how I'm many, a Shrek girl you are a Shrek girl how many gloves would you give it two and a half that's insane this movie's great for all of you uh watching this movie's a lot of fun it there's sexy moments I give it a four you're giving me a look. I think I just this movie's like, great. It has It's not even that gay. It doesn't. She's bi. And it's just as... I mean, she's making out with a girl. I There's know, but it's love not, there. I guess. I needed more... What I, I wanted more flashbacks with her and Maya in high school. I would have watched her high school story. Okay. Of them I going see. to prom together. I see that. Sure. But that wasn't the movie. We're rating the movie. Yeah, this movie was... Didn't do too it Too much you. for me. Okay, fair enough. So let us know what you guys think in the comments on Instagram. We're going to post a photo of this. Let us know if you think Rachel's right or I, I'm right. And there is a is, right answer. These yeah. are not opinions. No. These are facts. Facts. So go back Leave and listen. Leave us an Apple review. <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> All right. So for next week, we are going to be watching I Can't Think Straight. Uh, we, I'm shocked we haven't done that one already, but I guess we haven't. So no, I'm also shocked. Please don't l- watch anyone. along with us. And if you guys have any recommendations, Bumble Fumbles, Ask a Dykes, hit us up at two dykes and a mic at gmail.com. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide oh, dykes for life. Two dykes, two dykes.